Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. It's Holy Week and we're looking at the prophet Isaiah, realising that it's not just something that was written 700 years ago and that has no relevance to us today. You're making the point very clearly, Colin, that these words are alive and as active today for us as they were then. Yes, and uh, I'm going to start in, in chapter 52. We're, we're getting near to Easter now. Uh, tomorrow is... Good Friday. And um, of course, the great prophecy in chapter 53 of Isaiah is all about the cross, and we'll be looking at that tomorrow. But I just want to deal with the build up towards that in God's Word today in chapter 52. Now, in the middle of verse 5, we read this the Lord speaking, and all day long, my name is constantly blasphemed. Now, that's true today, isn't it? So you see, these words are just as true for us, just as relevant for us in our nation today as they were in Israel when God speaks. And that is because the word of God is actually for universal application. Now, what is God saying? To his people that live in a nation where his name is constantly blasphemed. He says, therefore, my people will know my name. Therefore, in that day they will know that it is I who foretold it. Yes, it is I. Now, what's he talking about? Well, He's building up, the Lord is building up towards the revelation of the cross. We have to remember that these words were written 700 years before the crucifixion, roughly. And Isaiah 53 is such a vivid, not just description of the cross, but explanation of the meaning of the cross. I mean, it is the fullest revelation of the meaning of the cross that is found in the whole Bible. There's more explanation in Isaiah 53 than there is in the New Testament as to the meaning of the cross. And that's because this is God himself speaking. This is God explaining what he is going to accomplish. And he's going to send his son, you see, he's going to send the Messiah into a world that blasphemes his name into a world that is, well, treats God in the wrong way. Let's just put it like that. That's to put it very mildly. Now, what does he say then about those that are going to bring the life of God into this godless, blaspheming society? Verse 7 of chapter 52 how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Okay, now to whom is the Lord referring? Well, you would say he's referring to Jesus, to the coming of Jesus, to the Messiah. 
His feet are beautiful because he brought the good news of the gospel. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's a very valid application of this verse, but look at it more closely. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. Not just of he who brings good news, but of those who bring good news. So this is a word that is true to all those who spread the gospel. And that is the call and the commission that God has given to every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. That doesn't mean that you all have to go overseas into another nation. Where you live is part of all the world. Your street is part of all the world. Your neighbors are part of all the world. So we are all called to go to our neighbors, to our streets, to our cities, our towns, our villages, our nation, as well as some of us to go to other parts of the world to spread the gospel. But the point is this, that to God you have beautiful feet if you spread good news. Now, we're not necessarily talking uh, physically here, are we? Although I believe that, you know, you can even have beautiful feet physically if you spread the gospel of peace. But the important thing is this, that it is beautiful to God to see people taking the message of the kingdom of God, taking the good news of what Jesus Christ has accomplished for us in his cross and resurrection. It's beautiful for him to see people taking those truths into the lives of other people. Those who proclaim peace, those who bring the peace of God, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall see God. You see, they shall be called the sons of God. They shall be under the blessing of God. They, shall, they, 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 they will be very special ones. Why? Because they know his peace, but they're not content just to know his peace. They want to share that peace and to bring others into a knowledge of that peace. They bring good tidings from God. Um, and you know, it isn't a question of going out into the world and saying to people, what terrible, awful, wretched sinners you are. You need to repent of your sins. We need to do what Jesus did. Jesus demonstrated the love of God. He demonstrated the power of God by the things he did. We can demonstrate the love of God by the way we serve. We can demonstrate the love of God, the power of God by reaching out to heal others in his name. Never mind that they're not believers. It's much easier to see non-believers healed than believers healed, actually, because God will show, he will demonstrate the, the, his reality and the depth of his concern for those non-believers that you reach out and heal in his name. You see, in this way, you are bringing good tidings. It's not good tidings to say, you are a sinner, you are in, under judgment, you're going to go to hell. That's not good news. But it's good news that there is a God who cares for you, a God who is concerned for you, a God who wants to give you a kingdom. There's a God who wants to set you free from your infirmities. There's a God who wants to forgive you, not condemn you. He sent Jesus to save, not to condemn. So let's preach the positive and 
as we preach the positives, so the negatives in people's lives will be dealt with. We are called to say to Zion, now Zion represents those who are already believers, your God reigns. Oh my goodness, isn't that a word that the church needs to hear today? Your God reigns, and therefore you as a believer in him are called to reign with him. We're called to exercise the kingly rule of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what it means to belong to his kingdom. You've heard me say often that the kingdom is not a place, it's the rule and the reign of God. It's his kingly rule. And we, we are to say to the church, we're to say to God's people, your God reigns, come on, let's stand up and be counted, let's, let's get out there with the good news, let's see God's life and power impacting the lives of other people and setting them free. And then the scripture continues, listen, your watchmen lift up their voices, together they shout for joy. When the when the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Now you can see that this is what God is going to fulfill completely when Jesus comes again. But remember, he has already established his kingdom here on earth. Today is the day of salvation. And therefore, his, his holy arm can already be seen at work where we believe in his power, where we exercise his authority. He wants the nations now to receive a revelation of the Lord Jesus before he comes again, so that when he comes again, he will have a bride that is ready to receive him, a bride in every nation, a bride in every people group. There will be people that are ready. There will be people that are these watchmen that are waiting for his return, that are anticipating his return. So God says, Depart, depart, go out from there, touch no unclean thing, come out from it and be pure, you who carry the vessels of the Lord. And, and you see, there is this sense that God is saying to us, come on out of the ungodliness of the world. Don't let the standards of the world condition who you are or what you do or how you think or the way you behave. You belong to the kingdom. Your God reigns. You have the life of God, the love of God, the power of God. You can reach out and into the lives of other people for good. And so these are wonderful, wonderful words. And you know, God wants to look upon your life and, and to see that your feet are beautiful because you're taking his good news to others. You know, today and tomorrow, expect there to be an opportunity for you to share something of the love and the life and the power of Jesus with someone else. It may just be in a conversation, maybe a simple word, maybe that there's a sick person that you can reach out and heal and say, you see, our God heals. He's very much alive today and he's shown his love for you in the way that he's met with you. I tell you, when you reach out like that into the lives of other people, God honors what you do. He will not let you look foolish. He will not fail you because he promises, I will never leave you. I will never fail you. I will never forsake you. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 